Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Cullen on Film. We're back again. I feel like this is a kind of deja vu for me. I do this every day. It's the same thing. It's Groundhog Day, day like 50 or so. So uh, <laughs> I'm uh, CJ Cullen. Let's go around the horn here. Tom, go ahead. Hi, I'm Tom Ryan, writer, director of Soothsayer, short film from Theater of Terror Productions, LLC. Hello, my name's Dennis Wee. I am a Swiss New York-based actor, and I'm fortunate to be in Tom Ryan's film, The Soothsayer. Hello, I'm Samantha Lacey Johnson, and I'm a New York-based actor, um, and I'm playing Miss Karen Wells. Hi, I'm Anthony Robert Brasso. I'm also a New York-based actor, and I'm playing Dr. Serling. All right, so you want to start off and show the, um, you want Ming to show the uh, promo to get it all going? Yeah, so why don't I introduce it by saying that Theater of Terror is an homage to the classic Twilight Zones and Universal Monster movies, um, inspired heavily by the Time Machine written by H.G. Wells uh, and all the materials uh, regarding time travel that follow Back to the Future and all of our favorite time travel movies. Here is the trailer for Shoot there goes. I can see the uh, the arrow. <laughs> Play now. There it is. That's your cue. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Is there audio or not audio coming up? No audio. No. Instead of distorting the space around us, why not instead of distorting our perception? Awkward silence. It was an amusement park. You're a genius. Robert, this is for sure. Must see that. We've been friends for over 20 years. Darling, I need you to tell me what you saw. Please. Did you understand, Karen? I've seen it with my own eyes. The suit said show. Soothsayer? I'm impressed, Doctor. Not yet, Stephen. But you will. All right. Yeah. Goosebumps. So I noticed. Uh, I noticed that um, in there you have your little time. Uh, whatever it is behind you it was just in the uh, in the promo. There. Can you talk about what that is? <laughs> Are you allowed to talk about what that is or what? This is the soothsayer. Soothsayer. Yeah, it's the soothsayer, and uh, so it's a it's a it's a time machine. It's a time travel uh, short story. Lucky enough to uh, cast these three extremely talented actors in the film to uh, deliver the goods. But yeah, I've always wanted to, uh, you know, so Chris, you know that Theater of Terror, the Theater of Terror was our anthology that we released uh, last January 2019. Um, and I love Where can uh, we say that now? Or is it on DVD or is it out there? Can you order it? Yeah, you can stream it on video, uh, Vimeo and you can order it on Amazon Prime, the, uh, the DVD. Uh, the Blu-ray is exclusively only through Peter of Terror.net. Ah. And the Blu-ray's got all the extras on it. Um, but, you know, that's like, I really like telling these really diverse stories and, and dipping into the pieces of um, 
of film noir that I love. And, mm -hmm. and this was kind of a story that I really was looking forward to shooting and tackling. And uh, so, yeah, the Soothsayer is a time machine that uh, Dr. Robert Serling invents. Um, that's played by Anthony Brown. And um, Samantha Lacey Johnson is his, uh, plays uh, Karen Wells, who is his uh, assistant of the project. And then Dennis Wee is uh, Dr. Stephen King, and uh, he's an old friend of Dr. Serling's, and he comes to visit and see his work, and uh, that's the foundation of the film. Is this going to be also part of an anthology, or is this going to uh, you going to start out as a separate short and then go from there? And well, similar to the first anthology, we're probably going to submit the separate shorts to film festivals. Uh, we're going to do screenings for them, uh, but it is part of the larger anthology story. Return to the theater of terror. That sounds good. Uh, so when you uh, audition, did you audition everybody? Did they, uh, how did you guys audition for these roles again and get the parts? Do you want to yeah. start then and go around? Or? Yeah. Okay. We'll start with Anthony. Uh, Tom and I met at uh, garden state, I believe about two years ago. Right. When swipe right was there. And I think I got to see your film with Heather. Right. What was the name of the film? Um, I want to plug it. What is it? The gift. The gift. Going in and out with his little noisy thing there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I, I remember you very well from that, and I complimented his work. So fast forward, last year I'm at Life Film Festival, and Tom's sitting there with his baseball hat on, and he goes, I think I might have something that I want you to audition for. And I was like, all right, bring it. I, you know, I really like your work. So uh, I don't know. Fast forward like two months later, he sends me the script. Well, not the script, the scene. And I auditioned for it, uh, self-taped it, sent it to him. He cast me, and uh, that's how it started. And uh, I was kind of taken because uh, normally in film, and CJ, you know this, uh, you don't normally have a lot of dialogue, you know, extensive paragraph mm -hmm. dialogue. This film, my character talks at ad nauseum. <laughs> I love your talk, but that shit was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot. Um, I remember Dennis Sweet when he calls me after he gets the role. He goes, "Dude, you got a lot to memorize." <laughs> so uh, I was up for the challenge, and I and I really liked the premise. So, and I always loved the Twilight Zone. So this was like me getting my Twilight Zone up. Mm -hmm. That's how it started. Huh? What about you, Samantha? Um, well, I think I was one of the first ones cast. Mm -hmm. um, I had seen a posting of his on a horror like Facebook page that I'm a part of because I took a Pamela Kramer class. Okay. And oh. I was like, I have no hey. idea who this is, but fuck it. Okay. And um, sorry, <laughs> right, can I swear? Is that yes, bad? Yes. I don't know. Um, we we can lie. You can say what you want. I do. I do. I will edit it later. For students from my school, because I teach and uh, we do. No, say whatever you want. Stay this in is school. Live too. I'm not part of the <laughs> I'll do that later. That's anyway, the later show. Um, so I saw the posting and I submitted. And right away, I got a message back being like, Can you send a self tape? Here's a side, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, Ooh, You know what? I got to get this in right now because he mentioned it was all in black and white. It was like he sent me like a picture of Grace Kelly and I was like, <gasps> Because, like, she was one of my idols, and I grew up watching a lot of black and white films with like Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers and so on and so forth. Um, so I was like, oh my god, I have to do this. So I sent in the side, and it was literally just me recording the other person's lines because I didn't have anyone to read with me. 
Um, and I had a very short amount of time at that moment. And I sent it in and I got a message back and they were like, we'd love to have you. And I was like, ah! <laughs> so that was how I became part of the film. Huh? What about you, Dennis? Um, I think Anthony approached me for this originally. Um, I think they were looking for the Stephen King part. And uh, I studied on that, Anthony. So he's like, oh, I think I got a guy. So, uh, <laughs> he very, yeah, he gave us this description. He needed a handsome 30-some-year-old who you wouldn't know if he was a good guy or a bad guy. <laughs> like, oh, it's cool, <laughs> So he hit me up, he sends it to me, and I'm like, mm, okay, this is fun. Wait, the character's name is Stephen King? Oh, okay. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was fun. The self-tape, the, the audition was fun. Spoiler, non-spoiler. Um, I had to pretend I was tied up. So doing an audition like this is always great. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. But he had me um, when he told me that the film is a paying homage to the old Twilight Zone TV shows. Because growing up in Switzerland back in the day, we didn't have a lot of TV shows. Twilight Zone was one of them. Mm -hmm. So when he said it's going to be shooting black and white, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I'd love to you take, I mean, I'll play it cool, but take me, cost me. <laughs> oh, it's getting louder and louder there, Tom. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. <laughs> it's all right. It's not a big deal. Uh, uh, so, did you, you you said you wrote this time? I did. Yep. And you, you based it on uh, Twilight Zone and what else was that? Yeah, well, I was at the time I um so I wanted to do the story. I I had already had the premise in mind. I didn't I just didn't know how I was gonna get it from beginning to end. I had no idea what the story was gonna be. And uh so I was uh, I was in Florida and I can't recall the name of the beach. Um we were we were about two miles south of Tallahassee, and uh, in in any case, I, I was reading a short stories by C. M. Eddie Jr. Right, who was friends with H. G. Wells and uh, with Harry Houdini, and just say he was a real interesting guy. And so I picked up his book and I started reading the short stories, and all the stories were very Twilight Zone esque. Um, and just some of them were home runs, some of them were misses, you know, swings and misses, but. Uh, overall, there was probably like 23 short stories in there. And by the time I was done with that book, my mind was blowing up with ideas of stuff and explore. Uh, and so I got on the airplane and I pulled out my laptop and I just started writing on the airplane home. And I think within two days, I had the script done. And um, what's funny is that there's actually um, uh, an addition to the end of the script that was uh, done maybe like two weeks before we shot the second day of shooting. Us. Yeah. I we'd, didn't we'd, know about it until yeah, we'd already started started shooting. Yeah. And then decided <laughs> right, to get right. up. so yeah. You're going to be one of those directors where you don't give the people like you change it on them, change the ending. Yeah. It's like a Marvel <laughs> movie. We all have different scripts. <laughs> <laughs> but what's funny is that I knew it was going to be the very last thing that we shot. Yeah, it was the end of the movie, but it wasn't like a 10 minute build up. It's like the very, very last scene. And um, I just kind of thought about something I wanted to change up. And I didn't do it like on the, at the spur of the moment. I think Anthony was aware of it. The other two actors, uh, Samantha and uh, Dennis, I don't believe you guys were. No, aware I didn't know about it. But uh, yeah, so I like the new ending. Thank you. <laughs> if, if you get it, I don't know, we haven't seen it. So, you haven't Tom, seen it? really quick. <laughs> 
Are you going to show us a little bit more since we're all together? <laughs> no. <laughs> we can we can turn the show off and then and, no. and then watch it. <laughs> Just something something that's fun for me to mention is that even up until this morning, I was still doing little tweaks to the edits, and uh, it's crazy. You know, I would have if if it were, if after the quarantine, I probably would have screened the film for the. Still, it's done, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, and it's nothing major. It really has to do with visual effects that I've done with it, but like I could watch it a million times and just go, that, yeah, that, cr- that crossfade could be a little long. Tom, do you, Tom, do you do the visual effects yourself, or do you outsource that? I actually did. Um, I, I'd like to mention a guy by the name of Dave Geckman. He's a visual effects artist that has actually really helped me. I reached out to him early on in this project and discussed how, how many visual effects would be involved in this film. And I said, I'm really looking for somebody. And uh, I told him it's a low budget project. And he was really cool. He understood that. And he said, look, let me, I can walk you through some of this stuff. This There's a lot of stuff that you're telling me about that you could probably do on your own with a little guidance. And um, kudos to him, man. He, he kind of... He, he just gave me a few pointers and YouTube is just a miracle. Like you can go on YouTube and say, Oh, how do, how do I do this? Yeah. Right. How, but, and, and you have to be so specific, right? Like how do I get a blood splatter coming out of someone's belly? And they'll show you that specific effect. So, um, no, it was, it's, he was, he was extremely helpful. Um, YouTube was extremely helpful. Um, and again, I don't want to say that, you know, I didn't like this is not like Star Wars or anything, or at least the new Star Wars. But for the stuff that was in it, it was it was real involved, especially for somebody who did it for the first time. Do you use uh, Adobe yeah. Premiere? So you're using, yeah, that's what I, I teach that. So yeah. got used to that. So um, that's what I yeah. use all the time now too. So, but uh, just, just found out the other day, we got a few people that uh, just are graduating, got into film school. So uh, from college, so that, that makes me feel good, you know, like oh, congratulations. TV film and they, they're going to, you know, changing their minds, going to film school. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. more and more every year. So, so. I got to tell you, if, you know, Tom is probably one of the few directors I've worked with that does that all you know the writing the directing mm-hmm. the editing um just amazing because when i met the guy you know and then we were on set we had a very small crew mm-hmm. and i thought oh okay and i've been <laughs> on, i've been on a lot of sets where there's like either 30 people to two you know yeah and he was you know in the in under five and i thought oh okay and then when i saw just a little bit of what he's shooting i went Okay, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. So it, it's 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 interesting. You don't need, as Tom says, you don't need a shitload of money to make a movie. No. You just need the right people. And uh, DP, his DP is not here tonight. Is he coming? Uh, Steve, uh, Lou Libitz, Lewis rather, Lewis. Yeah, Lou Libitz. Uh, oh, Lou, I know Lou. I'll have him on. <laughs> yeah, I love Lewis. He's so sweet. Lou, Lou teaches like I do, so we talk all the time. He rocks, man. Oh, that's I, so great. Yeah. I love him. He's we know each other from teaching and stuff and doing all this. It's, it's ironic that we all know each other in the business. Yeah. Great. Small world. Filmmaking or acting? For, I'm sorry? Chris, you teach filmmaking? Oh, I teach filmmaking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, TV film, yeah. 
I could okay. teach acting, but I don't. We have a drama teacher, all that stuff. and okay. But I do. I am certified, too, but I don't. <laughs> I'm currently right now uh, all online because of COVID. I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask, how how is that going? How is teaching online? You know, I was telling people, uh, especially my students, I said, I've learned a whole new set of skills teaching this way. I mean, I, I used to coach a lot by Skype. But what I do is very uh, – it works really well. So it's it's actually been great. I have a pretty full six classes. I have over twelve students in every class. I have a wait list. So it's I'm harder not- to teach film, TV, but acting, I guess it is. <laughs> it's a little bit easier to do that online, I guess, in a way. And sometimes, I guess. Well, I you know you'd rather be there. A lot of my stuff. Dennis was in my class for a while. He'll tell you it's it's like a audition technique. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it works quite well. This this kind of dynamic. Because I'm only seeing what the producers would see. Yeah. But I heard uh, recently, I, I've had a lot of actors on here recently, and they're all doing audition tapes nonstop. So yeah. at least they're doing that. But they, I, I'm hearing it from everybody. They're like, oh, I'm so busy doing audition tapes. Yeah. So. And it's cool. They, they just had a big one with, uh, what's her name? Uh, did you do it, guys? Yeah. The one? The one where yeah. we got five emails yeah. today saying they uh, extended. Yeah, we got five that they extended. <laughs> I yesterday because it was the day of, and I figured they're getting over 60,000. Yeah. They got 65,000 submissions. Yeah. So I figured I really get uh, It's NCIS. It's just like a general. Uh, and I just thought, all right, I'll do it. But I wasn't that originally that jazz because I knew how many people. But then I thought, ah, it's good practice. So as you said, all the students are doing it and uh, all the actors that you're interviewing are doing it. And I think it's cool. Who knows? I put my reel in there. Yeah, me too. Yeah, well, I guess the directors are taking their time and they are actually spending time watching everybody. Well, you know, they might. You know, I mean, if if they're still being paid by the networks, maybe that's one of the you know jobs that they need to do is kind of scout. Yeah. You know? I don't know, man. 65,000 times, let's say it's two minutes. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's it's going to take you like a year. It's like five years. <laughs> we, we might be doing this for a year now. Yeah, it could be. Well, as my wife said, they're probably not going to watch them all. They're going to probably watch the first two seconds. Yeah. They're interested. They'll we'll go next. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, but I think it's cool that, uh, you know, that we're able to even work this way. Uh, this has been an interesting time. Has everybody been good? Everybody's family good? Yeah. Um, to me, that's most important. I have a few friends that lost people and it's. It, yeah. And a lot of people, a lot of people in the, this industry have, have passed away, especially in this area. Right. Yeah, I've been hearing all over, which is a shame. But uh, yeah, not to bring the room down. Yeah, well, we've been uh, I've been staying here, just going to get food, doing teaching online. It, it's a lot of work, so I've been I'm always in front of it. That's why like every day's Groundhog's Day. When did you do this? I love that. What's that? When did you uh, develop this? I like this program. Uh, well, we had the, our Hang On to Your Shorts podcast in the studio, and. Uh, the other guys, it's like there's like four of us that do it. Sometimes five of us. We have bring the people in and have, and we have a lot of fun, and it's it's right. crazy. Um, and then uh, I I have guests come in in my school, and I usually have about ten guests a year. I had three, and then this all happened. And I'm like, what am I gonna do? We stopped the podcast, and then then Ming's like, oh, we could do it online. Let's try this. So I, I tried it with Ming, and then I just kept going. And then I realized, wait a minute, everybody's home. So everybody wants to do it. And I'm yeah. on like the 20th show right now. That's amazing. 
and it just keeps going. And I got a list. I'm, I'm booked. It's uh, we got people from LA now. And because you know, we used to do it in the studio and not like this, but now I'm talking to people. From I remember LA. when you would have it. I think I was asked once to join you guys and yeah. I couldn't get over to uh, Asbury. Yeah. Yeah. That I was teaching. Yeah. I remember that. But I, I just want to point out one thing. Look at Tom's machine. Can it, can you show them that machine? Yeah, turn it on. Yeah, can you? Can, it works. It that works. Dude, that works. Just kidding. Everything and light. What? What is that? <laughs> That's the time. Is it a time, time machine? You have to watch. Yeah, it works. You have to it watch the movie to see it turned on. I was hooked up to it for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> when all of us saw that, did you all go like this? I know me and Sam and Dennis probably did, but we all went, "Okay, this guy's really." Really into detail. Yeah, <laughs> it's really, really detailed. I mean, so did you buy that? Did you build it? What, what, no. So, it? so, uh, <laughs> so I designed the machine right on on a sketch of the machine, mm-hmm. and uh, I called up a childhood friend of mine, Rodrigo Bustamante, he's a Jersey City police officer, and he was well, since we were kids, he was always really good with electronics, with wiring, with every, I mean, the guy would build stuff. I remember as a kid, I don't know, I guess we were in our early teens. He actually built like a replica of uh, the Terminator arm, right? So when Arnold opens his arm, yeah, so he builds the arm and he's like, look, and he's like pulling levers and the fingers are moving. And I'm like, it's incredible. That's fucking cool. So um, I called him up and I said, look, I want to build this time machine and we have to have moving parts and gears and lights and everything and i knew that he was going to be extremely helpful so i built a cardboard version of the physical body of the time machine uh to make sure that i could fit it in my trunk and to make sure we could carry it through doorways right so i didn't want to build something that all of a sudden we try to get it somewhere and go jesus it doesn't fit in the car so i built it right exactly So we, we built it, it fit. Um, I brought the cardboard version over to his house and then we just hit Home Depot and him and me started knocking the thing together. Wow. And um, we had the body done, uh, brought the body to my house. I kind of polished it up, fixed it up. And then he came over um, and just installed all the electronics. And we we, uh, we brainstormed. I mean, everything in between. Um, when this comes out on a Blu-ray, I'm going to have a ton of behind the scenes stuff where you're going to actually see the process of how he built this machine. And it's, it's amazing. It's amazing what he put into it and what we put into it, but it's great. And I love it. And now I don't know what to do with it. You're going to bring it with you to every screening. I know well, that. that's, that's, that's going to happen. Yeah. That's going to happen. And then after that, I don't know. CJ, he had lights that go on with every lever he had. It actually, uh, I mean, it was like great special effects. It really was doing that. Yeah. 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 It was really for, it was except trying to accept the time travel part. That didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. Yeah, man. One job, one job. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day. That was the hard part. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have like the head harness thing there with you? I do. It's really heavy, but oh, wow. it's really cool. And you, you had that on your head the whole yep, time? Yep, for like a good hour. <laughs> it's heavy? Yeah, it's a little heavy, bit, but yeah. it's fine, you know. Like yeah. My eyes are piercing, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, the- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so you talked about the writing, you talked about auditioning. What about the process filming? How did that go? 
that was a couple of days. Was it one day? Um, do you guys want to talk about your experiences on set and, and, and your characters and your acting in this film? Sam, why don't you go first? Okay. Um, so super quick, two days. Um, it was so much fun. I had such a good time. Um, like I said earlier, I grew up watching a lot of old films. So I was like super excited about it. Watched a lot of like Alfred, Alfred Hitchcock films and Twilight Zone episodes, which are surprisingly depressing after a while. Yeah. Um, and was just like, oh, humanity sucks, but it's fine. I'm going to go do a film. Everything's fine. And um, But it was super fun. And working with Dennis and Anthony was a blast. Tom was super great. Lewis was super great. Um, oh, my gosh. Now I'm forgetting everyone's names because I'm nervous. But everyone was super nice. And I had so much fun on set. It wasn't even funny. Um, and I got to wear beautiful vintage clothes that I was able to bring and all that stuff, which was a blast. And, um, I really wanted to pull off like a tippy Hendren vibe. And on the first day I nailed it. Second day, um, it it was a blast. It was such a good time. I learned a lot. She was a different person. No doubt. She looked like. Uh, a throwback from that time, you know, the hair up and the makeup and the and the, and the dress, and you look amazing. It's always fun doing yeah. period pieces and dressing up like that, right? Yeah. Sam, do you remember after the shoot? I think you're on the phone with your boyfriend, and you were so happy, and you were so giddy. And these are your words: you said, "If the world ended today, and this is my last film, I will die happy." What <laughs> <laughs> kind of ended? So thanks for making. <laughs> I mean, this is what I feel like I remember my being a black and white film. So when I saw that in the casting thing, I was like, I have to do it. I was like, it has to happen. And then I got it. And I was like, everything's fine. So, Well, the first day we drove up to the castle, because we shot this castle, uh, Chris. Oh, in, uh, yeah, that was me. In, in Verona. Oh, wow. And I live maybe two miles from there, three miles. So I didn't really? know so we drive up and I'm looking at this castle and it was smoky out like like it was foggy yeah it was foggy and I just thought are you kidding me like this is awesome yeah you planned it an hour in we get this you have till noon to get your shots and I literally almost lost it I went what <laughs> yeah it was ten o'clock we still had uh, like twenty pages to shoot. you nailed it though you nailed it though. <laughs> you know, it was it was like Tom was looking at me and I was looking at Tom and I was like I'm not going to say anything because I have a short fuse I'm going to be cool I'm just a talent and he was a gentleman he walked over he charmed the shit out of them all and we got to stay till three oh which yep. was three so he got us three extra hours <laughs> Tom Ryan's job yeah uh, uh, that's that just one happened. Oh, what's that? <laughs> is that a telephone? Uh... <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I just hear noise in the background. Oh, okay. Sounds like AOL. <laughs> yeah, the beauty about having be my laptop is the beauty about all those sets. It's like having that castle. It's because film everything's fake, right? Like it's it's never yeah. real. There's always this 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 uh, this fakery that goes around. But then you're in this actual castle, and it's misty outside, and we're shooting this spooky scene. And I'm like, "Yo, yeah, man, this is quite easy to get into." Yeah. And then we go on set the next day, and we have the freaking time machine there. There's smoke going around. I'm like, oh, "Here, yeah. all walls with all the glass." And- like, what oh, sense memory? We're here. 
So yeah, thanks for that, Tom. That was amazing. Yeah, Tom, that was amazing. The production value is off the charts, and again, it goes to show you, Mr. Tom knows how to, you know, place things and detail and weighted. It. it was just smart, yeah. funny, right? So that's that's probably has everything to do with budget. <laughs> because if we had a million dollars, we probably just would have built a set inside some warehouse and and had guys walking around in some you know design studio and and uh, but because we don't have that kind of money, we're like the location scouting is very important. So I have to find these places that really fit what we need, and then I have to go in and schmooze them a little bit. And um, mm-hmm. more 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 so than not, you find uh, uh, people within the community or or the people that manage these locations, you know, they hear about that you're doing an independent film and they're kind of interested in it. Um, luckily for us, the, 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 um, uh, the people running both locations are big supporters of and in arts, one being Bloomfield college that has a big, uh, media arts department. Uh, and the other being Kipps castle, which is run by Essex County and the, um, the, the, uh, uh, young lady there by the name of Lisa Payne, she works for, um, a couple of local film festivals, Montclair and Newark. Okay. So she kind of understood the situation. Although, like Anthony mentioned, there was a point when we kind of had our backs against the wall, and that was nerve wracking, especially considering the fact that we were in the middle of shooting a difficult scene where we kind of had three angles to hit. Um, that's where you, when you and Dennis were in the corridor, if you guys mm-hmm. remember that. Yeah, yeah that was that. Oh yeah. And Samantha, we hadn't even shot anything with you at that point. No. And then suddenly we were like, okay, are you guys done? Because, you know, you got like a half an hour and we said, what? So that was, that was a, that was a definitely a nerve wracking moment. But um, <laughs> the good news is um, we had assistance from uh, Carlos Palmeras, who is a uh, um, uh, supporter of the independent films from Bluefield. He's an Essex County freeholder right now. He came by for the shoot. Um, he helped negotiate our way through that. Um, <laughs> Michael Sewerman is with the Bloomfield Cruisers. He's also with the Bloomfield Recreation Department. But his, uh, I think it was a 69 Chevy Nova. Which oh, was- so cool. Yeah, Dennis's character drives up wow. in. So it, that also lends the, the period uh, some authenticity. So it was very, that was very cool. We got lucky to get those locations. Well, yeah. Not lucky, but we were fortunate to get those locations and uh, the car and the assistance from the community. It's well, great. You definitely know how to uh, make films on low budget and figure it out. It's, yeah. just, it's, it's a talent to do that. It's not easy. Like make it look like a film that's a lot more money. And then, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, that's always the goal. That's always the goal. <laughs> and that's well, what like, hopefully someday someone with money goes, my God, if I just gave you a little bit more, what could you do? Well, that's so what that's, I always do. Like, whenever you go to these these film festivals and you're showing your film, and then they always get the question in the in the crowd. They're like, "How much was your budget?" And you yeah. never tell people because yeah, could be someone in that audience, and you say a million dollars, and someone will pay a million dollars for it. So, yeah, sure. That was sure. the one thing I learned a long time ago: never ever say your budget. Never answer that question. <laughs> I love that. You know, I, that's good to remember. Yeah. You know, people do. They'll say their budget and I go, no, don't. don't never, <laughs> never, never say your budget. Yes. Say, what do you think? A million dollars? I'll take it. Turn the question around. I like it. Yeah. So you never, that's the one question that you never answer um, ever because you never know. There could be an investor out there and be like, I'll give you a million for it. 
Well, you know what's interesting too when when we shot this, um, Lewis and the uh, who was taking all the still shots again? What was his name? Todd. Yeah, and then you took Todd some. Zuri, she's one of our producers. Oh, you know, Todd. they're Todd. They're taking photos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then, then he took some screen grabs, and the angles, man, are just unbelievable. They're like from from below. They're from above. There's one of me and Dennis where we're looking at the suit sayer and the camera peeking through the lights. Yeah. So cool. That's in, uh, I think that's even in the trailer, that show. Yeah. yeah. There's a shot of me and Sam when she's got the goggles on and it looks like. At the time know, machine. I'm Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Like, pull the lever. so i guess you got a lot of good behind the scene footage i know you like to put that in your your dvd specials so you got a lot of that for this film yeah without a doubt i mean everybody's it's so great and i'm always so happy about that because i always like have this intention of taking pictures and taking promotional photos let's get everybody to get and Mm -hmm. by the time we get on set we get everything prepped we start shooting and then by the end of the shoot, I'm just ready to go home. And I turn around. I'm like, did anyone take any pictures? Did anyone? <laughs> and yeah, luckily, we, we got a ton of guys taking pictures. And I mean, the cell phones these days, you get some good pictures. They have the filters on it. So everybody sent me black and white shots from the set. And so it was really cool. Yeah, we got a lot of great behind the scenes. So. Yeah, yeah. I noticed so you do that with your other ones as well. And then, so uh, when this is done, uh, you're going to start submitting to film festivals shortly, or you're going to hold it off for just a feature, or are you going to sell it as a short first? So I'm going to be honest. We're going to we're going to go in another direction. We're going to we are going to submit to a few film festivals, um, but we're going to be very selective about where we screen to because um, we're going to do local stuff. You know, Grove Street, Northeast stuff like that. Um, and we're going to do some some uh, Manhattan festivals that we we like going to. Some other Jersey festivals, Garden State, probably yeah. Golden Door, stuff like that. Um, but what we're going to do is because for the entire return to the Theater of Terror anthology, we're going to be launching an Indiegogo campaign. Um, and Indiegogos are great, but it's it's hard, to raise, it's hard to raise money though. It's really hard and it's really stressful, and especially after what everyone's gone through now. Yeah, I mean this whole this this has really changed the entire anticipation. Before I wasn't sure if we were going to be able to raise money, and now I'm really worried about people's financial situations and donating to the arts right now. I don't know where that's at, yeah. but what I feel is going to really sell us the best and what we're trying to achieve is I'm going to probably hold some um, public screenings that are going to be free um, locally uh, in New York. Uh, in Jersey, uh, possibly some in PA, where we're going to invite audiences to come in for free. We're going to provide them with water and popcorn. And we're going to have a donation box at the exit door. And we're going to hope that people can kind of see what we're doing with an extremely low budget and take that opportunity to hopefully donate to us. Uh, We're going to do that as well as running the Indiegogo campaign. But I think that's where we're going to... I'm going to focus more of the screenings locally are ones that we personally um, exactly. organize. A lot of a lot of movie theaters will be gunning for any kind of material to be showing. That's, you might have hit a niche there. Yeah, a lot of art houses might yeah. be like, uh, yeah, bring it on. We yeah. need something here. So. All, the, all the movies that got pushed back now, they're, they're just hungry for new material. So. And some I of them might know. not even come in theaters anymore, apparently. Yeah, right? Uh, yeah. Universal. Uh, oh, that, yeah. Yeah. 
So that's going to be a big mess when everything gets back to normal again. So yeah, well, yeah, we'll that's, that's the plan. That's the plan. But I think, and I was telling other people right now, I think a lot of people are writing and being creative and they're just getting ready for when we were able to do get back to almost normal life and start shooting again. I think uh, it's going to blow up again. Everyone's going to be making films. Festivals will start coming back and everything. And the business yeah. will uh, be striving again, hopefully. I, that's that's my belief. But it was starting out. 2020 seemed to be pretty good in the beginning. And then, you know. It was weird. Well, luckily for us, we just shot. Our second day of shooting was on the Sunday, the week before this really kind of blew up. It like Sunday. February-ish, March? Uh, no, it was, February. It, was it February? February? Or was, yeah. it, was it March? No, it was February. It was February. It would be this. So it's no, the Sunday I think we shot was March, guys. It was two weeks from the first day we shot. It was two weeks later. Mm. And You're right. Day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, that by Friday after we March eighth, yeah, well, by Friday, yeah. So right March after March that was right March after March eighth. Uh, I mean, we were talking about it, but we didn't. I mean, we would have a kissing scene, you know. Right, we, right. there like, was no. We joked about it on set actually because there there wasn't this whole thing where like wow maybe everyone should just stay home like they weren't really talking there, yeah, about yeah, it right yeah it was just kind of like oh yeah and, and so we we joked about it a little bit on set and then suddenly it became the serious issue that it's become yeah. and um, and I mean I, I'm I'm just so thankful that we got that in because I could not imagine what would be going through my mind. Thinking that we got that first day of shooting it, oh, yeah, you got one day, and, and, now, and, yeah. I, and I knew all the actors were going to be just like, we just it, it's a very stressful amount of time to wait for a project. So, so I'm so glad we got that in because then I just started editing. I mean, I was I've been editing this whole time that we've been in quarantine, and um, you know, it has not affected the production of the anthology as of yet because I think we still wouldn't have started shooting the second film yet. The thing that's really killing me is that we would have already had a screening and and I would have, or at least scheduled so that I could show these guys the film because I've been yeah. dying to show them the film. And we're edgy, we're edgy. Yeah. yeah, and we considered doing like a Zoom or... Yeah, we did a no. Zoom here of another film that I did also, Black and White, funny enough, and uh, it wasn't, it, it didn't go over well. <laughs> the sound's all percock, you know. That's, that's my worry. Up, like, the voices were off, things like that. The internet. That's my worry. That's it, my it was worry. really weird. The sound was not what it was, because he sent me the link after, and it's a different sound, you know, so it doesn't, it doesn't fly well this way, mm. sadly, unless yeah. it's a link. A lot of film festivals are going online and something and they, uh, there's been issues with slowing down and things like that with their films. Some are all right, but I've yeah, been watching some did it this year, Chris. Were you uh, in any of them this year? Um, I had student films um, at Garden State. So that was, that was really cool that every year we have about three or four student films in the, in the air. So I had one I, that I did, I directed and acted in and, and it, and it, you know, went on. And it was fun to watch. I mean, there was no glitches, thankfully. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't Zoom. I think it, I I don't know what they did to. They do had it. something good because it was it was most for the most part it was running all right. But if everybody was on Wi-Fi, it started to freeze up and slow down. So right, right. if you had the Ethernet, it was better. Yeah, but it was. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be the next wave of festivals. You know, I don't know. 
I don't really want it to. We, we canceled Hang On To Your Shorts until September. Well, that's smart because... It was the only... We had one weekend. We can only get one weekend. Um, and like there's like 10 other festivals that weekend of September. Yeah. Oh, I got all pushed up because uh, in Asbury, it's it's booked in September for weddings and parties. So it's like September 12th and 13th now. So, you know, the thing that we get from festivals and, then, you know, Tom's been through several of these guys, uh, you know, you, you meet people. That's how I met Tom, you know, and how yeah. I have met him otherwise. Yeah. You know? So you kind of you need the human contact. I don't care what anyone says. I mean, yeah. I mean, South by Southwest, when that guy canceled, I was kind of like, oh, <laughs> for all the filmmakers, I was like, oh. Well, that's the reason why we do the bright side, because it's in a, you know, in a bar and everyone's close and everyone seems to work with each other after we, after a day or two in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. Everyone has fun. They talk. People are doing casting sessions in the bar outside. Seriously? And- yeah, it, it it's nonstop, and it's, we we have so many movies, about a hundred every time, and two days of it, and it's it's just fun. We just have a blast. Um, yeah, and everyone, it, we always meet new people and bring people in, and it's a big film family, and we do. Well, it that's right how you make the relationships. That's how you that's how you form those relationships. You start yeah. talking. Yeah, there's actors that I worked with on the last anthology, and I shot with them in 2017, and I met them in 2012. Mm-hmm. And I said to them, man, I love you. We got to work together someday. But because I don't like to just cast someone just to cast them, I like to give them a meaty role that's going to be great for them and who they are. Yeah. It, took, it took me damn, you know, six years or seven years to find. <laughs> but when we finally worked together, it was great. And, yeah. and, and they were great in it. So and you form those those um, those ties and those that networking. That's the networking. Is the, yeah. it's, Anthony, it's we met at one of those screenings, I think. Yeah. I saw your film, and I'm like, oh, man, you were great. Then I came up to you, and I'm like, I need to talk to this guy. He's awesome. No, I remember grabbing Dennis. I was like, oh, here, where are you going? Don't leave. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, for me, just over the last three years, I've been to a lot of different festivals, and, and I learned a lot. What, what I find, you know, if you're a good talent, no matter if you're directing, acting, writing, whatever, people don't see you until they see your work. <clears throat> then all of a sudden... There's a, there's a dialogue because there's a mutual admiration or respect. I I personally hate when I have to kind of get somebody to like me. I'm not that guy. I'm just going to chill. Yeah. But when you know my work and if you have a dialogue because you've seen it and I've seen yours, then there's an immediate connection. There's an immediate connection because of the work. Yeah, I, I hosted. I, I, I was sometimes we have other people host, but I hosted the one down in Asbury one year. And uh, I was just on fire one night. I was just going crazy. And uh, somebody came up to me. He's like, I got a part for you. I want you to be in my movie. And that was Death and Disco Fries. And I started in that and I won an acting award and it, it blew up all over the place. So there you go. Just That's because so of that. Amazing. Huh? That's so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, and it was funny. You got to play a funny part now. Like, and I showed it to my students and they love that film. And they, they always like, can we see Death and Disco Fries again? I'm like, what year was that? What year was that? Oh, I don't even remember. <laughs> was it like in the last five years? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, a couple, maybe uh, two years ago. I think I saw. You might have saw. <laughs> it played locally. It played. It played. It played around here in uh, New yeah, Jersey, New York. Uh, yeah, that's cool thing. <laughs> that's that's funny. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, th- that happens a lot because 
there was other people I knew and I, I just ran into some guy and he looked at me. He's like, I, I've seen you before. He's like, I saw your movie. It's at the <laughs> disco fries. I'm like, where did you see that? It's like in Rhode Island. I was like, what? <laughs> and now we're, we're good friends. And I'm actually interviewing him on Monday and he had a great film called Quantum, And uh, yeah. it's an excellent short film and he's an amazing filmmaker. So small world, small world. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. But uh, so, uh, does anyone, you know, we got a little bit of time left, but uh, does anyone want to go around and promote anything that you have out? Any films or short films or any websites and things like that? If you want to go around the horn and, and promote, and then we got Ming on the side here. I'll put them up here on the screen. And, uh, yeah. Uh, no, bro, bro. I, I, uh, I have a couple of projects coming up. Uh, I'm directing one called Crumb Cake. My wife wrote it. <laughs> And it's uh, based off a play that I directed that she was in and she also wrote. Hmm. A little different. So the film's going to be different, but it's derived from that play. Oh. That was going to shoot actually two weeks ago. And because of COVID, we moved it to September. Okay. And then I'm casting another film with uh, Clyde Baldo directing. And I play an acting teacher, go figure. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so the role was kind of inspired through one of my students and he put me in it, which is a nice part, actually. It's really cool. Right now, it's a working title of uh, Time to Be Alive, uh, but it's going to change, I think, to Aaron with two A's. And then I'm doing another film with another colleague, Amanda Brooke Lerner and Robin Parrish, who wrote it. And uh, it's called If If I Were You. And it's about these two friends over years that kind of interchange their lives. It's very interesting. Uh, it's comedy. And I play one of the husbands. So you're going to have a busy September. Yeah. So it's pretty, yeah, I'm going to have those going on. And then um, funny enough, I just got an email from a guy from a festival, believe it or not. And speaking of festival connections, uh, he wants me possibly as a lead in a feature in another sci-fi. So Tom, I don't know what you started, but. Uh, and another sci-fi. So I, I think I'm putting it out in the universe. And it's a, it's a big, it's a big film. So we'll see. I don't want to jinx it, but it's it's kind of right now we're negotiating and we're talking. And uh, he sent me the script. It's good. So we'll see. And that's what's going on right now. Great. What about you, Samantha? Um, so I have an immersive web experience that is probably going to be starting probably at the end of this month. That's with Poseidon Theater Company. It's in the very early stages. We just had our first read through yesterday, but I'm excited to see where that's going to go. It's very different. Um, definitely not for anything I've done before, um, but I'm excited. And um, But feel free to check out my website at samanthalacyjohnson.com. Same Instagram handle as well. Um, and Chris and Ming, thank you so much for having me on here. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Dennis? Yeah, I'm going to be on. Um, I'm going to be on an episode of Blind Spot later this year. I think they're uh, the first episode is going to be next week. Not mine. I think I'm on episode nine or something. So it's starting. It's starting, it's starting up again now. Yeah, it's the final season. Final season. So yep. it's, uh, that's exciting. Um, what a great call. That. that was awesome. Yeah, everybody was so lovely. What a lovely, lovely crew. That was amazing. Um, otherwise, I'm staying busy. Uh, my girlfriend and I are just shooting stuff on Instagram. It started out more as like a 
blog and now it's kind of like a slice of life web series that's a slight exaggeration <laughs> uh, it's a lot of fun because i get to do the editing and like okay okay what kind of a transition could we do what kind of music do we do so yeah follow me on instagram at dennis Uwe. yeah but right. I, I love Dennis and his, and his, uh, and his girlfriend stuff. Is that your wife or is that your girlfriend? Girlfriend. girlfriend. It's your girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love I'm watching. <laughs> I'm watching. <laughs> and Tom, I know you got a bunch you could you could promote and get out there. Yeah, I just want to ask everyone to just please check out theateroftera.net. Uh, theater is spelled T-H-E-A-T-R-E. Please check us out. Look for our Indiegogo campaign when it launches. Uh, look for the local uh, soothsayer screening. Uh, happen. Um, check us out. You can find me at uh, info at theateroftera.net if you want to email us. But uh, yeah, just keep up with it and look out for Soothsayer. I have to say that as the opening film in this new anthology, I am extremely, extremely pleased with the way this turned out. I'm so happy. These guys were fantastic. If you're watching and you're a casting director, you're a filmmaker, you're a producer, look for Dennis Sweetie, Samantha, Lacey Johnson, and look for Anthony Robert Grosso. These guys were excellent to work with. Two days under a lot of pressure. We, you guys, I can't wait to show you this film because you guys knocked it out of the park. I'm the only one that's seen it so far. So, if you're, and Lewis Levitz has seen it, but he he's on right now. He said hello. He's on there, and yeah, that was Todd. So proud of the everybody's done. It's it's been great. It's been great. So check us out. That's so nice. Can I just add one thing? Um, yeah, we got time. Yeah, keep going. My uh, website is anthonyrobertgrasso.com. Uh, it's being launched. I have a new site coming. I'm very excited. It should be live hopefully by tonight or tomorrow. Is that where we like uh, people take classes from that now? Or is that how they get to actor, director, teaching, and headshot photography? I also shoot headshots. So, so if someone, yeah. so someone out there right now wants to take acting classes online, they could go there and sign I up. They could go there. They could sign up. They could, well, they can't really sign up because there is a, a little bit of a wait list, but they can at least apply for uh, you know see what's happening. In the, and some people are going to be leaving, so there's always room. I have a uh, yeah. So there's a free audit that I'm currently going to put out there. Uh, yeah. So I I, I didn't want to pub it, but but I'm excited because it's a really good website designed by this guy named Yaren. Uh, it's called yummyzest.com. And I got to tell you, man, if you want a powerhouse website, you wait, wait till you see this. I'm like, I'm so jazz. I'm so jazz. Because it, I have like four different things that I need to put out there. And he, and he did it in such a way. And very, very proud of it. So that's so, coming soon. It's not quite ready yet, or it, it'll be either out tonight or tomorrow. Oh, that quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we've been working on it for the last several weeks. So it's, that's been like what I've been doing in this whole quarantine, other than putting my classes online. Uh, I haven't shot any pictures because <clears throat> you can't get in front of people right now, but yeah. Uh, but that's, you know, taking me to another level of what I want to do with my teaching and directing. I got a lot of directing in the last few weeks. I mean, the, uh, uh, the last few years and uh, being around Tom, I learned, you know, and other directors, you always learn from watching from other directors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that's I'm, like, I'm an actor and director more than a hands-on filmmaker, you know? So I really re rely on great DPs. I've worked with one DP about 11 times now. He's a Japanese uh, cinematographer named Teru oh. Nikoshiko, and he's a brilliant, brilliant. I think you've seen a lot of work. 
Kill did, he ever come, did he ever come to any of the festivals? I don't know. He's never been to the bright side, but you know, Kill Al has been there. He shot that. He shot Swipe Right. He shot uh, for, um, I don't know if you saw um, m- my film that I I don't think it's there yet. Uh, the Long Commute. He shot that one. But you got Fresh Air, which another guy uh, actually shot that. But yeah, uh, you know, you got to surround yourself with talent. So Tom is uh, a stone away from me. I can throw a rock in front of his hit his lawn. So uh, I'd be calling on him if I ever need some, you know, work in there. What about the next short? You said you were, you were ready to film it. It's written already. You're, you're ready to go with it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, actually, funny enough, you know, Tom was saying how you get this extra time, you know, uh, because of what's happened. So my wife is going back and we're going to fine tune some stuff. So it actually gave us more time. Mm-hmm. I said, let's like add more of what we had in the play here. And, and then she'll come back and she'll tweet. But yeah, everything's lined up. We have the whole crew lined up and uh, the budget. It's going to be shot in Cape May, so we're kind of excited about it. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't know if anyone watches uh, the Sinner, but you can catch me on there this season. It's streaming live right now. Is it uh, season three? Season three, yeah. But Matt Boomer and Chris uh, Messina. Where can you see that now? Is it still in the same state uh, station or? Yeah, yeah. I think it's um, USA. Yeah, USA. Yeah. So that's a good one, and. Yeah, because I love these uh, streaming channels because you can binge on them, you know? Yeah. I just watched Ozark. I watched, I, I just binge watched Ozark and I, I loved it so much. Three seasons like that. Ah, it's awesome. Crazy. Yeah. It's so good. So well done. It's so good. You know it makes me jealous. I'm like, I want to make something like that right now. <laughs> yeah. You know what's really good? It's not quite as like dark uh, as Ozark, but it's called Mother, Father, Son. It's with uh, Richard Gere and it takes place in Great Britain and the whole cast is British. Nope. And you want to talk about fucking great actors, <clears throat> killer actors. I mean, I love Richard Gere and all, but when he's around these other <laughs> iconic, you know, Brits, I'm sorry, you know, it's m- amazing. And this young guy who plays his son, I think he's going to be a big star. He's Is that what? Where can you can when you watch that on Netflix? That's or? on Stars, and it's you, but right, Is that your time machine working, Tom? Oh, you hear the noise. Yeah. <laughs> Time is, that going? <laughs> uh, is that your thing? <laughs> no, it's, it was just some noise, some background noise. But uh, so, Tom, what about uh, your short? You said you were ready to go on the next one. The next short that we're working on is a, it's called Splinter, and um, uh, we're gonna have uh, two actors in 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 that film that I think you're familiar with. I think you know Jim Thalman, right? Yes. Yeah, so Jim's our lead in that, and um, uh, um, young lady that was just in um, uh, a film by uh, Tom Bragg with uh, Alex, uh, Andrea, and oh, crazy, uh, crazy for the blonde, crazy for the blonde. Yeah, uh, Chris Samiri. Yeah, she's going to be joining us for that one too. It's called Splinter. Uh, the story was uh, uh, conceived of by. Uh, uh, um, and I uh, co-wrote a screenplay with him for it. We're really excited about it. The, the, the story revolves around an ancient shaman curse, uh, Native American story. Uh, that yes. Kind of- yeah, so it's going to be it's okay. <laughs> 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 <No>. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so it's uh, it's it's going to be a really cool story. It's uh, um, very creep show esque, and um, I'm looking forward to shooting that. Hopefully, everything goes according to plan. I'm just fingers crossed, right, that we could get access to our locations and all. This one's going to be a little bit easier uh, location wise because we're not shooting in a castle, so <laughs> it's uh, we don't need a castle for this one. So. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a little bit easier to get locations for, but I really look forward to uh, to getting that going. Um, but even before that, I want to show these guys Soothsayer. I'm yep. dying. I'm dying to show it to them. So um, that's what we're waiting on. So uh, from Murphy. Right before we go, I, since I do show this to, to my students um, after I cut out some stuff, <laughs> um, I, I will show it to them because it, it's an arts academy that we have. And like there's dancers and singers and theater people and filmmakers and artists. And so we, it's uh, programs in its second year. We have freshmen and sophomore in it. It's about 70 kids and it's going to grow the next year to next year. So, um, do you have, would you have any advice for someone going into your field that is studying in high school right now that may be going off to college or going right out of high school and doing something, uh, either acting or directing or writing? Uh, you want to um, start with you, Tom, and go around and just some quick advice for like a young yeah, person? Sure. In I mean, I, so I just give you know uh, some advice is um, if this is your dream and it's your passion, continue to pursue it. I've always wanted to be a director since I was uh, a kid. I, I lost my hunger for that as I started just kind of going into the workforce and doing other things to make a living. Um, I, I, I rediscovered that passion again. I did go to film school for two years. I had to drop out and start working in the workforce. Uh, everything I learned in film school now is obsolete uh, because mm -hmm. it was cutting tape and, and a lot of stuff. That's not tape. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a lot of stuff. Tape that's the film together. Um, but it has always been my passion and I've, I've, I found my way back to it and I'm enjoying it on, on levels now that I never knew I could. So if it's something that you love and you're passionate about, uh, not something that you're doing for money or fame, but more something that you're doing for love and, 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 um, fulfillment, then absolutely pursue it. Don't stop. Do everything you can to keep doing it and get as much practice and learn as much as you can. Awesome. What about you, Dennis? Yeah. Set goals. Uh, be honest about your weaknesses. Try to always improve. Keep taking classes. Just because you're not working uh, as an actor at that moment doesn't mean you don't have to act. There's always time to take classes, to work on monologues, work on speech, breathing, etc., etc. That's how you stay fresh. And uh, yeah, just keep that focus and keep that grind. What about you, Samantha? Um, I guess to compound on that uh watch old movies i the reason i wanted to become an actor and i have all my life was because i grew up watching black and white movie musicals and you know noir films and all kinds of stuff and those actors back then i feel like are some of the greatest actors we'll ever have to be honest like who can stand up to judy garland like yeah. no one um so um definitely watch old films and get to know them and find a movie star that you love and that can help you as well so yeah and uh, Anthony? Yeah, I I love that, Sam. Thanks for sharing that. Because um, films definitely was one of the reasons why I became an actor. Mm -hmm. I saw Al Pacino uh, at, I don't know, I was 10 years old in The Godfather. And I remember being, oh, my God, that guy kind of looks so similar to me. He's kind of short. He's Italian. I'm like, yeah. you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm not really short, short, but, you know, I'm not tall. Um, but anyway, uh what I would say to, and I do say to my students is definitely, like Dennis said, 
don't wait to act. If somebody gives you the opportunity, you can always find a way. You can create your own thing. You could take classes, as you said, and um, really work on your instrument. It takes a talent for your talent, is what my teacher Larry Moss would always say to us. <laughs> you have to have a talent for your talent. And if you don't nurture it, it'll just get idle. When I studied at the studio, the actor studio, uh, Ellen Burstyn would always say that if you don't start the car, it becomes idle. So you got to really work on that. And the other thing is, I've been doing this over 30 years, and you know, and some days I scratch my head and I go, "How did that happen?" And I think a lot of it is because I had a parallel career that I loved doing, and you have to find something that you can parallel your life with that aligns you with possibilities and work. Uh, if you hate the job you're going to, that's not going to work for you. You know, I mean, I've done everything from painting apartments to. Uh, working in department stores to selling, uh, you know, food to, uh, walking around with pamphlets. I mean, shit I had to do just to make a living, yeah. uh, bartending, waitering. And then when I found teaching, that really made sense because I love people. I like, I love the craft. And I think, uh, you got to fall in love with the craft. When people tell me, Hey, I want to be an actor. What do I do? I go, get some fucking training. Okay. <laughs> get some training. Because it's not something that you should just walk into, you know, a plumber. I can never do my own plumbing. I would have to learn. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't imagine somebody thinking they can do that. So it's the same thing. Or a doctor. I tell them it's a, it's a trade, man. You got to put the time in. So yeah, I would say get your training. Uh, don't, don't surround yourself with people who are bitching, <laughs> hang around people who are doing and make sure that you be inspired. You continuously stay inspired. You know, when I met Tom, and I'm not just saying that, Tom, because you're sitting with us. You inspire me, man. You inspire me. You have tenacity and drive. And to me, I respond to that. So, uh, and the same with Dennis. Dennis was one of my key students for over, over a year. And he was always prepared, always on it. Like, boom, no, no bullshit. You know, just let's get it done. You know, and Sam, I, I adored working with you. You were like right on point, man. Thank you. Really you. And beautiful. That's and, it. And, and thanks to the preparedness of these three, the, the shoot actually went a lot smoother than it than it could have otherwise. So yeah. thanks, thanks to these guys for all being yeah. It was well, a great experience. Thanks for everybody to come on here tonight. It was a great time. And uh, you know, it goes by so fast. An hour goes like that. It's crazy, right? So, cool. Thank you for having us. Yeah. yeah thank no you. Thank you. Thanks for coming. And, uh, uh, I'm going to be on on Monday, I guess, again. Or, or actually, tomorrow we are raising money for the Saint. It's at Asbury Park where people are uh, comedians and bands play for many, many years. And, you know, they need some money right now. So we're going to be on all night raising money for the Saint. Good luck. Good luck, man. Good luck. Yeah. Good Thanks luck, guys. Down the pipe. So good to see you guys. Yeah, I miss Bye. you guys. Great work, man.